0: that you may grow thereby. Today we are continuing our series on the family and I've entitled this episode Do Not Sin Against a Child. There's a passage that I would like to take a little bit out of context because the wording of it fits this topic exactly. It is found in Genesis chapter 42 Verse 22, and it is in a statement Reuben made to his brothers concerning their ungodly treatment of their younger brother Joseph. He said, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against a child, and you would not hear? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. My friends, when marriages dissolve into unhappiness and discontent, or when they dissolve altogether and end in divorce, The children of those marriages are being sinned against a child should not be deprived of the constant presence of a mother or father the child has the god-given right to both a child should never have to listen to his mother or father fight children should never have to hear one parent try to convince them to choose over the other a child should not have to undergo emotional problems because he or she somehow feels responsible for the ungodly behavior of his parents. A child should never have to be used as a pawn in a power struggle between two parents. I remember standing in a courtroom hallway and watching and listening as two divorce lawyers representing two Christians negotiated over the children. They were actually bargaining with one another as the parents sought to win the battle, and the children were the bounty. A child should never have to be deprived of one set of grandparents either. There are times when a divorce is scriptural, but even then it is brought about because of sin, and it is always the children who suffer. Even within a family that stays together, there are ways that the children can be sinned against. In our modern society, it is often the case that both the mother and the father work outside of the home. There are circumstances where this arrangement is necessary, simply to provide for the necessities of life, such things as food, clothing, shelter, and so on. But there are many other situations where the primary purpose is not to provide the necessities but to provide the luxuries. Therefore, children often have the best toys money can buy and pretty much all of them. They have the nicest clothes and money in their pockets, late model cars to drive and everything else of a material nature they desire. But what they don't have is their parents at home to talk to to go to when things are difficult. It certainly seems that money breeds a desire for more. Let me give you a common scenario that is often played out. There will be a married couple, both of them working and spending everything they make. Children come, but they are too far in debt to allow the mother to stop working outside of the home. So the children go into daycare. Daycare costs a lot of money. So every bit of extra they might have had now goes to paying for that. However, the more this couple has, the more they want. So as one credit card gets paid off, another one gets filled up. Or perhaps even more frequently, when one credit card hits its limit, another is applied for, received, and then used. Soon the old house isn't nice enough either. A new one is needed in a nicer neighborhood with a humongous monthly payment. New cars are also added to the mix. And even though they may be moving up in their companies, they are also moving deeper and deeper into debt. All overtime must be worked. Although by this time many of them are now salaried and overtime is not paid, but it is expected. Both of them are constantly tired. And with that tiredness comes a certain shortness of temper. They fuss with one another. They fuss with the kids. And what the kids really wanted more than anything else was just their mom and dad, just to be there, to give them the time that they need. In this common scenario, attendance at services and Bible study becomes just another demand on their limited time. Instead of being an oasis of calm and a time of spiritual refreshing it becomes more of a chore before long you will hear things like i was just too tired to come and sitting at home with their exhausted parents are the children their bible study is neglected but not their education because as they sit at home with their parents those children are learning they are learning that there are other things more important than service to god They are learning that secular work and the things that it will buy are more important. They are learning that physical comfort is more important. They are learning that God fits in when it is convenient to put him in. and When this happens, the children involved are being sinned against, make no mistake about it. It is sad but true that many couples become more spiritually minded as they get a little older and a little wiser. They will become more faithful in their attendance and even start to get personally involved in the work of the church. Oftentimes, these same couples will suffer the terrible heartache of seeing their children leave the Lord altogether. And with tears in their eyes, they'll express a lack of understanding. How could this have happened? Maybe it is because when the children were little, and the foundations were being laid, the parents were more concerned about the things that matter the least. The truth of Proverbs 22 and verse 6 is seen every single day. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We'll finish up this series tomorrow.